Hello, it's Jason Manford here. This is my podcast. Now, obviously, it is different to the radio show because you don't get the music and the adverts and the news and all that sort of stuff. But I want you to still feel included in some of the topics. So if a topic comes up that you think, you know what, I've got something about that, feel free to message me on Twitter or Facebook and at some point I'll get round to that message and it can even be included in the podcast next week. So do feel free to be as interactive as the listeners who bother their asses to get out of bed to listen to us on a Sunday morning. This is Jason Manford. This is Matters. So, the other day, an amazing event happened that has <laughs> revolutionised my life, right? And I, I think, I don't think I'm overselling it by saying it is one of the greatest things that has ever happened, and I'll remember it and cherish it for the rest of my life. And it was when all my children, bar the babies, you know, but the, the, the all four children could now do their own seatbelts. Well, that's oh a moment, God. isn't it? I mean, it's the up hassle, there. Just the hassle oh. it's going to take out. They could just do it. They could just do that. Oh, I mean, when they started getting dressed by themselves, that was that was fantastic. That was really yeah. Good. It is. It's remarkable, isn't it? But this and the wiping of their own bums is wow. That is what a day that was. <laughs> <laughs> but the seatbelt, the seatbelt, it just takes all that hassle. I didn't realise stress, stress level for over a week is just going to be. It's the posi- It's the angle of the way you've got to bend as well. The back, your back, <laughs> yeah, I know, and I the, know, yeah. your head, and the and the the cars, cars, cars coming past, yeah, going past. There's so much going on in that moment, and they're being a nightmare. And you've got to try and find the buckle behind the their oh, little yeah, booster reach, seat. Yeah, and, yeah. It's all, it's all gone, Bren. <laughs> it just all went in one afternoon. A massive weight off your mind. It just even later Pe- on that purged, purged of it. Yeah. Later on that day, I saw my brother. You went. You look like you're in a good mood. And I, went, <laughs> I said, Do you know what I am? <laughs> the kids can all do their own seatbelts. Do you know the nappy changing? That was a big moment yeah. where at first, when you you're, you're first born, you you are terrible. No, yes. There's no training you'll ever no, get. No. And, and and then it's 20, 30, 40 packs of wet wipes for one nappy change. And then <laughs> just that seems to happen. And all of a sudden, you step back and go, hold on, two wet wipes. Yeah. Done. Mint. <laughs> yeah. Clean. Everything in easy reach. It's just. It's, yeah, all about the, it's all about prep. Spanners. Spy, I used to call it the spanners. Uh, I've got one here from Tracy that has blown my tiny mind. Now, you might know this because you used to be a mechanic, right? But I didn't know this was a thing, right? She says, finding out that the little arrow on your petrol gauge points to which side the tank is on. Yeah, to fill in. Do you not know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So on your... Petrol gate. I'm going to have a look at this when I get in. Honestly, it's There's a little true. arrow, and it points to which side the petrol is. The yeah. amount of times I've got a higher car or a new car, I'm driving someone else's car, and I've just gone, oh, what? I've got to get petrol. Which side is it? I've got to get out. And I've, and I've got out and had a look at what side it was. Do you know on some cars, now this is really technical now. Right. You can see what side the, the petrol tank is on with the filler on that yeah. same side by the exhaust on the opposite side because of where it roots underneath the back of a car. Brent, I'd have to get out and have a look at the exhaust. I know, I'm I don't just, know I'm just that where I just I'm said sat. it was a bit technical. I know, yeah. If but- I could see the exhaust, I could see where the petrol goes. <laughs> that is no help. I'm just, I'm just throwing it in the mix. There's no help I'm at all. in the mix. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It does have an arrow. There's a little arrow. To the arrow. side. A people, and it right. tells you, that's it. I want to know right now whether I... Uh, is this something I just... I'm the only one who didn't know, or is this ever... Because Brendan a mechanic, so I, I can't gauge his response right. 
Gage's response. Gage's response. It just, it just happens mate, for you, doesn't it? It's just natural. It's not even, it's like a That's sneeze. Not, it's like a sneeze, isn't it? Just not, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> it's changed my life, friend. It's actually changed my life. Wow. I can't believe it. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, we're joined by Steve Edge. Hello. Our co-host, uh, our studio audience. Yay! Uh, Johnny Awesome. Hello. And special guest, Adam Hill. Hey! <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> We've even, got a, we've even got a jingle for you, Adam. Really? Yes. Okay. That's how excited we are. This is for you, Adam. For this. He's going to Rio for the Paralympics. The water's bad, he better take some pills. Australian and West Ham fan, he's forever blowing bubbles. It's Adam Hill. Oh, that's amazing. Look at that. That is... You know, it, the processes, my mental processes there were, can I have that before every show? I was thinking I could just walk around with you. When you come out the lift, I'll do that. Downstairs. <laughs> Downstairs when you come out. That, I, do you know what? I genuinely thought I want to be introduced with that, by that every time and then realise, actually, it's not going to make any sense, the Rio thing, for the rest of my life. I could change the words, Adam. Oh, could you? Yeah. He's like that. Oh, I my could change goodness. the words. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. that, he only come up with about five minutes ago. Yeah. You could even say he's been to Rio. and then like, it's you know, all, okay. like, He went out last night and had a big night. He shouldn't really do it, but he took some... Pills, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever you want me to sing. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Yeah, we're off. Is, what, we're what, off. A what else did he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> we will stop yeah, there. Because we did you know, I'm going to bring you along when I've had a big night and can't remember quite what I did. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a refresher. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Well, to the audience, by the way, I'm really sorry. I got a bit freaked out. I kind of walked into a radio interview. There was an audience, and yes. then I put my head down and just walked to you and. Went, and didn't say hello to anyone. Well, there we are. <laughs> we're, we're saying hello now. I know we thought we'd do it different this week. We thought we'd have a, we'd have a bit of a party. Is this the first time you've had this an audience? This is the first time we've had an audience, yeah. Wow. This is our first one. I should have, do you know what? I should have known that because it's incredibly well catered. Yes. <laughs> Basically, the catering, you can't say it obviously because it's on the radio, but the catering looks like, I don't know if you've seen Obese, A Year to Save My Life. You know when they get the, <laughs> they get the table out and they go, this is what you eat in a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've got but just this morning. But you you only ever do that for the first the first time. You only cater well for the first time. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the, the bananas aren't coming again, are they? Look, no yeah, no, no one's even touched the bananas. <laughs> yeah, and you've over you've really overcated now that I look at that. That's remarkable. <laughs> well, I remember one of the first gigs I ever did over here um, was uh, look. I'm going to say who it was. A whole bunch of comedians, and it was in um, Colchester. All oh, right, yeah. and it was the first time this venue had ever done a gig. And we walked backstage, and it was twice as much as what you've got but with alcohol so there were four of every beer but there were five different types of beers wow. and there were bananas and there was bottles of wine and one of the comedians happened to be going to a party straight after the gig mm. and basically filled his bag up with everything Amazing. took it to a party Come on tell us who it was <laughs> It was Ross Noble, actually, of all people. <laughs> of all people. The one who doesn't, doesn't even drink. <laughs> I'm off to a party. I'm just going to tick everything. And uh, apparently they never catered for that show ever again. Yes, they spoiled it for the rest of us. <laughs> well, we've, funnily enough, we've been talking about weird gifts this morning. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, so that sort of fits in uh, nicely. We, yeah. uh, Norway, have, uh, they're considering giving Finland a mountain 
for their 100th birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we've been talking different gifts. There's one which made me laugh. So the BBC, God love them, uh, they put together uh, six weird gifts, like uh, international weird gifts that yeah. happened. Uh, the Statue of Liberty, of course, from France to America. Uh, America uh, gave uh, Russia a literal reset button after the Cold War. Like it was actually, They actually made a big red button that said reset. Wow. As a sort of gift to go, hey, come on, let's put it all behind us. But my favourite, <laughs> right, yeah. was this like passive-aggressive slap in the face from America. Gordon Brown had taken the time to give a thoughtful gift to Obama, right? He, uh, he g- gave him a pen holder fashioned from the lumber of a Victorian anti-slavery ship. Mm. Like, it's a really detailed... Beautifully thought out gift. Someone you would expect as clever as Gordon Brown would do that sort of thing, right? Uh, Obama, not that bothered. He gave uh, essentially a blockbuster bargain bins worth of DVDs. Right? That's <laughs> what he gave back. Not only did he give him a load of DVDs, they were all Region One. Don't even play in the UK. Oh, amazing. amazing, unbelievable. I remember when that happened. That's I remember a terrible the, gift. And as, as, a, as a world leader, I, I mean, it's nice to know world leaders go through that stuff that we all go through when you're giving <laughs> gifts and you get it wrong. Yeah, what do I get? Gordon Brown's got to do that thing of pretending to like the DVDs. <laughs> yeah. I've oh. never seen Big Mama's house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, there's a second one. Brilliant. King Ralph. <laughs> what? He's, he's in charge of. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> If you have a kid, it's safe to say your life will change And there's lots of things that you will have to rearrange But this one thing happens that I never knew Your kids will embarrass you Absolutely, absolutely. So I was in a restaurant Mm -hmm. um, a little while back and uh, my... Early on, my daughter found this, like, it was like a hard, I don't know if you've seen them, like, hard plastic balls, and they're, like, spiky a little bit, and they bounce, and they, and they light up. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, she just randomly, she's, like, seven, she started randomly sort of rubbing it onto the back of my uh, shoulders. It was like one of those massage things. Oh, she's yeah. rubbing it into the back of my shoulders, and I was like, yeah. it's actually quite... It's actually quite nice. The lights going off. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she did it, and I was like, I said, "That's actually pretty good." That. So she did it for about two or three minutes. You know, when kids find something new to do, and then she off she went, and we all sort of forgot about it. And later on, in the same restaurant, um, the waiter came over and she said, "Are you having a good time?" And my daughter went, uh, "Yes, I gave Daddy a ball massage." <laughs> <laughs> we didn't stay for dessert. <laughs> and, uh, it was like one of them moments that you're like, oh. Do I explain it, or is that, <laughs> does it just sound weird? It sounds weirder. Yeah. So I, um, so that's what I thought we'd chat about this morning. Inappropriate kids, the moments where they just say something. So, uh, I mean, balls is quite a good one because you know, obviously, they, that's one of their favourite uh, toys, footballs and bits and bobs. So that can, that plays a lot. Cheryl messaged me to say uh, that Jason. That reminds me of my eldest uh, several years back. Uh, this was on Facebook. She said. Uh, we had just moved into our new house and I was introducing myself to the neighbour when I heard a scream. My young son ran out of the door in floods of tears. I attempted to get the story out of him. In between great heavy sobs in front of the elderly neighbours, she said, Daddy put my balls in his mouth. My husband flew out moments later to go, Maltesers! I ate his Maltesers! (laughs) Best introduction ever. So, this is what we're chatting about this morning. Inappropriate 
children. Right? I mean, you've got kids, Adam. I have, and I'm going to stick to the theme. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a prosthetic foot. Yeah. Uh, so my right foot is shorter than my left, and it's got a little ankle joint on it. And so when you've got a small kid, when you've got like a two or three year old, and they look and go, "What's that?" How, it's really hard to explain. Well, mm. you know, it's a, it's from birth and blah blah. So my daughter would look at it and kind of grab it, and I would make the ankle go back and forward and go e o e o e o e o, just just yeah. so that she felt comfortable course, with me yeah, having yeah. a weird little foot. And she started to call it Daddy's Eeyore. Right. <laughs> Which is fine until friends' kids come round and you have a swim, and then the friends' parents come round to pick up their kids and say, how was the swim? And they go, amazing, we saw BB's Daddy's Eeyore. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he even let us play with it. And then you kind of, kind of explain. <laughs> so, I mean, it was my own fault, to be honest. Yeah, no, but you, you can't foresee it, though. You can't foresee it. That's the mad thing about it. Uh, like Kate messaged me, she said, when Disney... Disney brought out the film The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, she said, my, uh, my daughter was four or five and she loved it. Uh, she had the little figures and the books and the toys. Uh, we were in our local supermarket and my daughter had run in front to look at the toys in the next aisle. She, uh, like she always does. Suddenly she shouted at the top of her voice, Mom, Quasimodo is round here. <laughs> I said, hang on, I'm coming, wondering how much this toy was going to cost me. I walked to the next aisle and there was a lovely gentleman with a curved spine. <sighs> OMG, I could not apologise enough dragging my daughter out of the shop. <laughs> he wouldn't have heard, though, because he's deaf because of the bell. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. So, I was in, uh, I think it's called Slide and Splash. It's in uh, Portugal, in the Algarve, yeah. And uh, it's great, like, it's really good. We had a good, we had a good fun. But there was a moment... That will probably stay with me forever. Forever, Steve. Um, I didn't really want to go on the slides, to be honest. Because already you're walking around in your trunks. Yeah. You know, you're basically semi-naked. Like, I find it weird because I'm an overweight man. And I don't, I, wouldn't, I don't take my top off at the best of times. Although, weirdly, even as an overweight person, walking around feeling a bit sensitive about being fat... Didn't stop me judging other fat people. No, no, no. no. Oh, more than happy to do that. Oh, look, at the state, look at the state of that guy. Yeah, Giving yeah. him all that. Anyway, went on, a, went on a flume, went on a slide. There's no panic, Steve. Like the panic of getting stuck on a slide. <laughs> That's what happened. Was it a covered slide? Were you it was a, a covered slide. Mm. And a tube, sort of. Yes, and it was called the black hole, oh, and oh. it very much was for yeah. me. It was a dark day. Um, I got stuck because... You're like, is there a moment? All, already, I've heard the guy giving it, uh, Grande! Grande! Like, he's shouting oh, down to the, guy at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, Grande? I don't speak Portuguese, <laughs> but I know a bit. I, I know, I know enough. <laughs> I know enough to know that's not a... He's not going, he's a grand person. Yeah, what a lovely <laughs> not gentleman. A, not a compliment. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, halfway got stuck. I mean... I think it was more down to water pressure. Yeah. You would, though. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but obviously... Yeah, I'm water thi- pressure, yeah. Yeah, it's water pressure. Yeah. But I can just think... I'm, like, thinking, is someone going to come behind and, and kick me? Or am I going to end up in, it like, a tangled wreck? At the, am I going to drown? Like, what? All these things were... And uh, in the end, I managed to sort of, like... And the water build up behind you in, like, a dam and eventually... <laughs> Forced me out the end yeah, like a cork. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was. exactly like, like a champagne cork. cork. No, it was it was like pushing a marshmallow through a straw. Yeah, That's what it was. Right. It was. I mean, I came down that slide. I came a out with a marshmallow through a straw. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. But I just thought, you know what? 
this is a good topic for the radio, Steve, which is yeah. the moment you realise you were fat. Mm. The moment you realise, I put on a few pounds and I need to sort it out. It might be something simple. It might just be the day that your hand was too fat to fit in the Pringles tube. Right? It might yeah. just be something like that. But the moment you fall, hang on. I better do something about this. Because yeah. some people never realise. Some people just carry on, like, until the crane comes to pick them up to take them to the hospital. Yeah. That just carries on forever. But yeah. some people, there's a point in your life where you go, right, I need to sort this out. As a, as a, as a cheer in, the, in our room, right, who, by, a, by way of a cheer, reckons they're a bit overweight? Just give us a cheer. That's quite, I mean, that's quite a lot there. There's, and there's a couple of fellas not cheering who are, who are just sat in denial as well. It's like... <laughs> There's yeah, whatever, mate. Looking at other people and nodding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are right. You yeah. are right. Correct. It's a weird. It's it's a weird sort of. Uh, it's a weird thing, isn't it? That putting on weight because you just you know, like I know, like it, it's not medical. There's no thyroid problem. <laughs> like I know, literally, even just from how all machines work, if you put the wrong sort of fuel into something mm. and it's not doing its work yeah. <laughs> then it's going to get fat or break and that's basically what's happened uh, we, have we got a jingle for uh, for the moment you realise you were yeah, fat yeah I'm going to make it sort of sad as well oh, yeah, you, know, you should do with your polite it goes like this Go he was at the water slide but a fun day out soon took a different turn cos halfway down poor Jason he got stuck I'm feeling for you there no, one. I like that. It was nice. That was very, uh, like Mumford and Sons. I, <laughs> I, uh, I liked uh, some of the ones. When I posted it on Facebook the other day, I got quite a few. Uh, Richard Holt said, I was on a water slide in Ibiza when, uh, when the youth... He's had the same thing. When the sh- youth shouted to his colleagues something about Grande and spread his arms out wide. It is an actual thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh, Bram Watson said, um, scarred my eldest child for life. She's now terrified of water slides. Got stuck in a dark enclosed... That was the same with me. Start dark enclosed water slide Not enough water pressure she, I'm glad it's not just me no. Spent ten minutes shuffling To free the pair of us And uh, Abby you just all backing each other up here? <laughs> these, are, these are messages that I've written <laughs> Hang on and, and, and I've, That Rich, one from Maze and Janford <laughs> <laughs> Abby Cowdery says uh, when I, This was the moment she realised She'd put on a bit of weight When I borrowed a dress from a friend That I always thought was a bit on the heavy side And I couldn't get in it <laughs> Wow. And Hayley Hughes, when you run up the stairs naked and it sounds like you've got an audience clapping you on. (laughs) Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. We went to a a kid's party at a play centre and um, we sort of sat there. My daughters have gone, you know, my little boy's running around the... The, the place, and uh, then my daughter sort of comes over and we're sit, sitting at the table, just the two of us, and she says, "Daddy," and she just comes out with it. She goes, "Daddy, what does STD mean?" Uh. But boom, out of nowhere. I said, "Well, I, um, I said, well, I, you know, it's like a, it's just like a disease, you know, it's like a disease." She's like, "What do you mean?" I said, ah, "Look, I'll tell you when you're older. You don't need to know about this." Yeah, right it's not going to work, is it? She was like, "Just tell me." She was like, "I can understand things." I couldn't stand <laughs> And so I was like, um, well, like, you know, sometimes two people, and like, there's other parents around wow. as well. Okay. Like, sometimes two people, like, 
when be then make a baby? Like I'm also trying to work out myself. Kids crawling out of the ball pool. (laughs) Jason's going to explain. I I like the music stopped. You know, and it was like I could I could feel eyes on me. Um, And there's like a man and a woman. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, you start getting into different avenues. And I said, well, I guess like I was proper sweating. I could feel that like just down the back of my neck. Like I said. um, Anyway, you can pass diseases on if you're not careful. So, you know, that's why people have to be careful. I mean, don't think about it now, but, you know, but yeah, it's also it's awful, horrible. I mean, warts and rashes and, like, stinging, like, red, red. I'm just saying words, like, words are just coming into my head. And uh, so just don't do anything like that, uh, ever. <laughs> and she goes, what? So she just stares at me. She's like, what? what? And I said... Why, why Why? are you even asking this question, anyway? She goes, oh, it just says up there, uh, coffee, large, or STD. <laughs> <laughs> oh now, the moral God. of the story is... I mean, she certainly won't be drinking coffee for a while. But uh, <laughs> the moral of the story is... Uh, just make sure when the child asks you a question, yes. just say, where have you seen where that? Where have you seen that? That is absolutely That's, crucial, isn't that it? That is the key. I had a, I had a bit of a dodgy one in, a, in a, a, one of those play centres, like the bump and bounce oh, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. I was walking around with my uh, nephew, and he was holding my hand, and he was running along the place, and we were kind of having a bit of a laugh, mm. and this other kid came over and started holding my hand as well, wow. because he wanted to play, and so he was sort of joining in, and he just kind wow. of was holding my hand, and I'm quite a, a, a gregarious, yeah. you know, I like playing. Playing with kids and stuff, but you end up sort of going, uh, okay, I'm sort of holding yeah. this weird kid, but equally you don't want to go get off. Yeah, of course. You know I mean? That would be worse. It's society that's changed, not you. It, it, thank you, yes. exactly. So my little nephew's calling me Uncle Stu, Uncle Stu, let's do this, Uncle Stu, do that. We come around the corner, I'm holding both kids by the hand, one of them's with me, the other one very much not. We run into his mum, the wow. new kid, and she just looks at the kid, doesn't look at me, looks at the kid and says, who's this? And the kid goes, it's Uncle Stu. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, I didn't tell wow. him to call me that. <laughs> yeah, kids will get you in trouble. In fact, another the play centre story was um, there was uh, my daughters were in uh, were in the play centre and there was this little kid just being a bit of a nightmare right and uh, and he was he was in his United top and he was he was sort of blocking uh, the the entrance. He's about, difficult, difficult when you see someone. I know. He's about eight or nine, um, a little Asian kid in a United top and he was blocking the thing. He wouldn't let anybody else through. And my daughter was like, "That boy won't let us get through." And I was like, "Well." You know, if he does it again, I'll have a word with his parents, but, you know, uh, try and sort it out between you. Three or four times, he came over crying. I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go and speak to his dad. Like, so I'm looking around, and I see the kid go over to his dad, and his dad's this quite very tall, like six-foot-four, um, bearded uh, Muslim chap, and, uh, like, quite respectful-looking, and I sort of walked over. I said, I'm really sorry, um... You know, but the kids thing, you know, the, you know what kids are like. And he said, oh, yeah, and he, he was totally fine. And then my daughter goes, oh, well, we don't play with these people, do we, Daddy? I went, what? Whoa! Whoa! What? She went, you, you know, Grandad told us. Oh, Grandad told you nothing of the sort. Like, it was, I was going, what, what do you... I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, my, you know, like, people have old people who are racist in their family. Yeah. We don't even have that. Like, yeah. that's never even happened in our family. I'm going, what? What do you mean? She went, well, and she's starting to cry a little bit because I'm getting flustered. Yeah. And this this guy's looking at me like, what? What? Why is your daughter saying these horrible things? And she went, Manchester United fans. That's what she meant because we're City fans. I was like, oh god, oh god, thank you, oh god, oh thank you. <laughs> it was a te- it was tense. It was tense. I'll give her that. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music 
matters. So, last weekend, I, um, I'm going to flag it up now. This is the first time I've used a, f- a certain phrase that a lot of celebrities are known for. Okay. I actually used the phrase, do you know <laughs> who I am? <laughs> now, I'm going to back it up before you turn off. <gasps> Before you start slagging me off on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've never yeah. used the phrase before because it always struck me as a phrase of, well, if they don't know who you are, they don't. how would they know who you are? If they know who you are, they, it doesn't make sense. There's a question. Yeah. Why would you risk it? The risk is too great. As you know, today is my brother's wedding. So last week uh, was uh, I took my daughters to Debenhams. Went to Debenhams to, to, to get dresses for the wedding. Matching okay. dresses, which, we, which they never do. I force them into any clothes that match. And uh, so we've, we've spent all day doing it. I was knackered, like trying to just dress them and undress them in, in, in the changing rooms that are too small for even one person. There's three little people. I'm so tired. Trying to find matching shoes and... Oh, crikey. Anyway, found the dresses. Found the dresses, got the three. Also got a little one for the baby as well. Ooh. Happy days. On Friday afternoon, I was uh, going to ha- sort of iron them and stuff and get them ready for, for the weekend. And st- halfway through the second dress, a security tag on the dress! Ooh. Security tag on the dress! And I thought, I don't know what to do with this. I, I asked the internet, and they were like, oh, just uh, get a magnet. And uh, I was going, what? Nope. No. Nope. F- who's got magnets other yeah. than the fridge magnets that barely even stick to the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> what use are they going to be? And then people said there might be ink in it. That's so exactly it. Away. Ink pouches, yeah. Crikey, it was a lot of risk. So yesterday, I went back to Debenhams after the internet told me just go back to the shop. So I drove back to the Trafford Centre on a Saturday afternoon, uh, Alison. Uh-huh. It took me... About 45 minutes just to park. I went into the shop. I queued up. It was a massive queue. And I thought, I'm not even buying anything. I'm just after this thing. So I get to the front of the queue and I said to the young girl there, Hi. You know, you start trying to do your happy face, even yeah. though you're like, livid. <laughs> I was like, Hi, this happened the other day and the security tag got left on. Um, the problem is, I've not got the receipt. I didn't keep the receipt because I didn't think I'd be bringing these dresses back and just lost it oh no i found every receipt i bought i used that day except the one i needed she was like yeah without the receipt it's hard to do i was like oh. right who's can make this decision here because i've just driven in and it was your fault yeah in the first place i've heard of some shops actually pay you the petrol money that you wasted coming back in yeah she said i'll have to get security I was like, right, okay. So security. It was like the like the three Billy Goats gruff. Like each one had someone else. Oh, you get the next guy. Get the next guy. Anyway, security came and he and I could sort of tell there was a moment where he sort of he recognised my face for a second, and I, I, I think and uh, well he did in the end. But uh, and I went. I went, hiya, mate. I was, like, trying to play this laddie, like, all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what a nightmare. You know? Hiya, pal. Yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry, it's just that, you know, that that's company policy. And I said, look, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about it, Alison. I don't feel good about it. I know, but 
I understand. But I had to just go, look, I get it. And I don't know what thieves look like. You know, I could, there's a stereotype, I'm sure, but I don't know what they look like. If you work in the security industry, I'm sure you know what they look like. They do not look like me. They do not look like a tired dad <laughs> with a dress. <laughs> with a, a dress. Anyway, it worked. They took it off? They and- took it off. And the irony is, um, I, I had actually stolen it. But that's what that, that, <laughs> I know. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I tell you the other thing that happened actually that I probably shouldn't admit this on the radio, but talking about doing going shopping with my kids. Yeah. Um Yeah, and no, I'm gonna just tell you, right. <laughs> I had so three daughters, and I've got well, I've got four daughters, and but three that can walk and do things, and uh, and a little boy as well. So we're all in the Trafford Centre. This was last week, right? And we've been in various shops, loads of different shops. And I looked down. I'm not going to mention which daughter it was, right? But one of the older ones. And I looked down, and she's got a headband on that she didn't arrive with. Oh. I think you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> and I saw it. I was like, um. Sweetheart, where, where's that from? She was like, I've always had it. Just bare-faced lied to my face. So I was like, you haven't though, have you? Because I buy all your things and I've never bought that. And then she said, oh, I just saw it. Just saw it in a shop, put it on. I said, which shop? She couldn't remember, so I couldn't even take it back. <laughs> she basically, st- my daughter is a thief. So I don't know what to do about that. But I, I thought we could do it as a topic. What's the biggest thing your child has stolen? <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest crime your kid has committed? <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday morning. Just wondering. Hey, I'll tell you what, I bet there is other people out there. Let's find out. Jason. Manford. Straight away, people have messaged in. I was once called into school because my five-year-old had stolen a packet of mini Pringles from his teacher's handbag. Ooh. I mean, why would what, they were just lying there in the bag in the middle of a classroom? Yeah, don't tempt you the children. Asked for that. I'm yeah, sorry. You did. I would not even. I wouldn't even tell him off. Uh, my daughter Scarlett. <laughs> my daughter Scarlett once stole a rubber chicken. That's a future comedian right there. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah that's... Uh, what a random thing to steal. A rubber chicken. Yeah. Uh, my son stole a metre-long plastic eel when he was three. My daughter swapped prices on some Jill Sanders sunglasses uh, for kids at TK Maxx from £80 to £9.99. Now, is she writing us that because she's upset by that or is she bragging that her child has figured this out mm. at such a young age? Or the third option... She did it, and she's blaming the kid. Oh, just, there we go. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. That seems a very detailed thing to do at eight years old. Well, I was going to say, she either had to learn that, for, she learned that behaviour somewhere. <laughs> because as a kid, you don't know the difference between £80 and £9.99. That's not just all. all money you've not got. Yeah. £9 is equally impossible as £80 <laughs> when you are eight and have no access to a job. Or 30-something sometimes. Well, <laughs> depends on how your life has turned out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Barry in Barry, uh, which is um, a place just before we go all broke back mountain. He says, we were camping in Somerset a few years ago when all the car badges had been robbed. The car badges. That's that's quite a detailed thing to steal. Having spoke to our fellow campers and slated other people's kids, we were uh, packing up my five year old sleeping bag 
when it rattled. It wasn't him, it was my eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he put it in the other kids. That's smart. That's bag. Future so, criminal. A Gail says, I once came back to my supermarket trolley to find a little girl prizing my pound coin out. All her mum said was, oh, she's always doing that, in a sort of isn't she cute and clever sort of voice. No, you're not cute and clever. You're training your daughter to supplement her pocket money. <laughs> there is that. You've got, to, you know, they've got to come in hard and fast yeah. on the kids. Otherwise... Who knows where it'll end up. Listen to this. When we were in a pet shop, my guide dog picked up a pig's ear from the shelf and ate it without me knowing. The shop owner was very understanding and found it quite funny. But that is £60,000 worth of training in the bin. <laughs> that's an expensive guide dog. I was going to say £60,000. I guess that's... Yes. Think yeah. about it. How many hours you got to put in? Crikey. <laughs> Even guide dogs at it. I love that. They've got a bit of a rogue guide dog. I just need a pig's ear. Hey, man, look. I'll do my job. I'll keep you safe, but... Uh, occasionally I will be eating a pig's ear. <laughs> so that's I just... I am just a dog. <laughs> you know, I'm a good guy, okay? Yeah. I, I, I walk blind people around. I make sure they don't get killed. On the flip side, I've got a dark side. <laughs> pig's ear addiction. You know, exactly. There's <laughs> nothing I can do about it, okay? But I'm, a, I'm, a good, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. On Thursday, it was my children's school sports day. Love a sports day. School sports day is a great time. It's a great time to meet the other parents because you don't get to meet them all the time because you only yeah. see them very briefly at the beginning and the end of the day. And especially with my little ones, my, my smallest uh, son is uh, three, and so it's reception. Right. It's very cute. Oh. Very cute. And then my other, my other girls are doing it as well. So I was actually there all day because they spread out the classes throughout the day, I was like, oh, great, great, I'm here all day, great. But it was fabulous. Uh, but, of course, the dreaded parents' race cropped up. Oh. The dreaded parents' race. And it's funny because I always think, oh, I'm, a, I'm fairly young, I'm 35, but, of course, to have a primary school aged child, you know, mm. well, if you had that kid at 16, you could be 22. Yeah. You could be 20 to 22. Now, how is that fair? <laughs> How is that fair when there's dads lining up who I'm old enough to be their dad? That's not good, is it? <laughs> no. Did you train for it? No, but I... Br- I weren't taking it serious, then? No, but some... Fe- I mean, there were some fellas there They were, like, stretching. One mum had a pair of trainers with spikes on. Like, <laughs> oh, that's too... She'd gone for it. Too far, that. I was like, that is going to pop the space hopper. You've not thought that through <laughs> at all. My favourite thing that happened on the day was I was... Um, joined this little team. It was, like, it was a relay race. Six, six parents already like, to, do the, to do the run. We're like, hiya, you all right? Yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm Jacob's dad. Oh, hiya. I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm there. Everyone's chatting to each other, dead nice. And uh, <laughs> then there's a moment where they start running, and you go from pleasantry to going, come on, Janet, you lazy get! Come on, like, <laughs> really into it. Up your game, Janet! Come on, Janet, get your head in the game! <laughs> we're, get, we're getting beat here by the spiders! <laughs> getting really angry about it. So I like that. So I, what I'm talking about this morning is over-competitiveness. Um, because... Three years ago at the primary school, a dad broke his leg. On the sack race? In the the three-legged race. No. Three-legged race. He actually broke it, right? So, over-competitive. He doesn't have to end up with an injury. doesn't necessarily have to end up with an injury. But I want to hear about the times where you just went for it too badly, especially school sports day, right? So we're talking school sports day for the next uh, half an hour or so. Jason. Jason. Absolute radio. 
Bedford. Where real music matters. Do you remember your sports day as a, as I a kid? I was terrible at was sports you? day, yeah. You don't strike me as a sporty person, to be what, honest. What makes you say that? I don't know. Just... Maybe it's the inhaler laid out in front of your <laughs> yeah, desk. The, the fact that you need an inhaler at 8am in the morning. <laughs> it's not going to do it. I used to love parents' uh, race, though, because my mum was dead good, so oh. she'd redeem me. Yeah. Nice. That's that's quite yeah. It's good, good old Paulie. Yeah, my dad. I remember my dad was a bit older than the other dads uh, in the uh, in the school, and uh, there was all these really young, fit guys. And my dad. Uh, so they were all like, and they would all be in that position, like the the ready, set, go position. Yeah. You know, with the hands on the floor, that position. Yeah. Uh, with their like with trainers on, and my dad would be in Doc Martens, <laughs> finishing a fag. Stood up. Classic. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I don't think we're going to win this. <laughs> Got to get into it. Got to get into it. Becky Wood said, uh, "Mum's race this year was jumping, jumping." It was. It was decided on well, that. Obviously, some f- fella. I imagine she says after holding my boobs, I turned into a gallop. But I got massively <laughs> excited seeing my little girl race up to me at the end to inform me that I was rubbish and to go and sit down. Safe to say I shamed my four-year-old in front of all her friends. And to top it off, her dad cheated in the daddy race and still fell over at the finish line. So very proud parenting. Ill-fitting clothes and cheating. Hashtag team loser. <laughs> Hashtag sports bra. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, the, I noticed that uh, on our sports day as well, that there was a lot of people who'd not thought that through. In fact, it got to a point where I had a team of six <laughs> and then one of the women went, when she saw what we had to do, because it was like the, the dressing up run. Where you got to dress like put a hat on and I'll put the picture on Facebook right. of me of me dressed up uh, on a on a as soon as she saw the space opera she was like yeah I can't do this race yeah. <laughs> she was like I'm out of here I do it twice. she finished the race before everyone else so. <laughs> yeah and uh, Sharon said my hubby fell over when he ran in the dad's race at my son's nursery a few years back probably because he was running in his suit trousers and work shoes and everyone else had come prepared in their trainers my son burst into tears and has hated sports day ever since. Oh. I mean, that's the danger, isn't it? That you actually put them off sport. I know. And how, how cool is that dad, though? Still on office mode. <laughs> I like that. Like he's come straight from Straight work. from the office. I mean, it's pretty legendary to do that. That he is. He must be tired. He's had a full day. He's come over. Or he's about to go to work. Yeah. Still done the race. Uh, Victoria uh, messaged me. She said, uh, Jason, that happened at my niece's sports day. Uh, a mum turned up in full running gear. My sister made me run. I whooped that woman's ass. I mean, that is... Um, if your mum turns up full running gear, yeah. you expect results. Hashtag all the gear, no idea. Fair <laughs> uh, Caroline Ballard said, uh, My niece had uh, done the mum's race at my school, son's school. At the start, the women all had their children's hands, uh, holding their hands uh, when the race started. My niece let go of my, my wee man's hand halfway through because, in uh, speech marks, he was slowing her down. Oh. Wow. Dropping the baggage. Wow, I'm, I love it, uh, and I like the fact that when people get, get competitive about their own kids as well. Alex said, "My little boy slowed down in his race to say hi, mummy, and wave at me." Everyone was like, "Oh, really cute!" And so you know, I had to smile and do a heart shape with my hands, nodding to the parents. Yeah, he is adorable, isn't he? But inside, I'm thinking, "Oh my God, Rafe, <laughs> don't you flipping slow down now? <laughs> say hi to Pick up girl. the pace. That girl just overtook you." Run, run, run. And uh, Liz said, uh, "Once there was a moment the nursery." sports day she wore spikes in her trainers right nursery as well for a 20 yard run <laughs> she ran straight into the railings at the end of buster nose i have to admit i laughed i laughed a lot <laughs> i like a bit of comeuppance it's always good I mean, she deserved that <laughs> for being prepared sunday morning 8 till 11 jason manford on absolute radio where real
Real music matters. So, uh, yeah, we've been talking about kids theming things. Uh, not just kids, though, Alison. Yeah, adults are... Adults are... Not even just humans. <laughs> Listen to this. When we were in a pet shop, my guide dog picked up a pig's ear from the shelf and ate it without me knowing. The shop owner was very understanding and found it quite funny. But that is £60,000 worth of training in the bin. <laughs> that's an expensive guide dog. I was going to say £60,000. I guess that's... Guess, think yeah. about it. How many hours you got to put in? Crikey. Even guide dogs <laughs> at it. I love that. They've got a bit of a rogue guide dog. I just need a pig's ear. Hey, man, look. I'll do my job. I'll keep you safe. But I, occasionally I will be eating a pig's ear. <laughs> so that's I just... I am just a dog. <laughs> you know, I'm a good guy. Okay, yeah. I, I, I walk blind people around. I make sure they don't get killed. On the flip side, I've got a dark side. <laughs> Pigs your addiction. You know, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. Okay, but I'm a, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I remember we went on holiday to Butlins. Uh, this is me. I sort of started talking like I was reading a the text then. But when I was a kid, uh, we went to Butlins on holiday, and uh, me and my brothers uh, were so excited to be there. And it was one of these places where, once you're in, the fare and the swimming and everything's just included yeah. in the price. And we'd never... It was actually our only holiday as a kid. So we, we never had holidays. And I was about eight or nine. Um, my brother was uh, seven and my other brother was five. And that was the only holiday I had until I was about 22 when I could afford to go on holiday uh, myself as a grown-up. So we'd gone to the... Ho- we were gone on they were there. And we were like, oh, mum, can I have some money for the uh, fairground? And, this, and mum was like, guys, it's all included in the price. Food's included. The rides are included. Like Everything's included. We're at Butlins, Profelli in Wales, and it, this is it. And we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And we went out, and we were gone for the whole day. It was amazing. The next morning, we got up early, and we went. There was, like, a little shop, and it had pick-and-mix and, mix and uh, sweets and chocolate and all that. And we filled our pockets, and we, t- we just took everything absolutely everything from this shop like we've just filled loads of stuff and then left but of course the shop is not not included (laughs) in the (laughs) all-inclusive we got home uh, we got home uh, to our little chalet thing and uh, a few few hours later little knock at the door dad answered yeah security Uh, it's three lads here three lads living here Uh, we've had uh, a lot of stuff stolen from the shop. A lot of uh, sweets and toys. A, f- a football uh, has been stolen <laughs> from the shop. <laughs> and my dad—it was a Power Rangers football. I remember it clearly. Oh yeah, Power day. Rangers. And my dad, in the face of essentially possibly being thrown out of our only holiday, <laughs> went, "No, I'm here by myself." <laughs> totally lied. <laughs> totally lied. <laughs> As the football just rolled right up to his foot, the <laughs> security guard went, all right, all mate, right. enjoy your holiday. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I've got a voicemail on my phone, which is Bruce Forsyth telling me off. And uh, I was going to mention this one week on the show, but we may as well do it this week. So I did a show with Brucey about uh, three years ago, and... Um, it was uh, it was it was for Bruce's Hall of Fame for uh, BBC One. 
and I sang a song. I did a, a, a tribute to Les Dawson, where he sings um, a song and, and gets it wrong, and it's all very funny. So I sang the same song, and uh, but they kept ringing me, they kept ringing me, and I was busy filming something, and they kept ringing me saying, can you tell us what key you want to sing? This was the producer. Do you want to sing, uh, sing the song in? Because... Bruce is learning it on the piano, so he needs to know the the, the key. And I I just didn't get round to doing it because I had to find a musician to go. What key am I? And all that sort of stuff. And not got round to it. So four or five missed calls I got uh, from Bruce uh, from Bruce's uh, producer, and then I got a, a missed call. <laughs> and when I got the voicemail, it was Forsyth, right? And I remember it word for word because it was so perfectly. He went. So this is how he started. He goes. Um, he goes. Manfred, uh, not Manfred. I, I mean Manfred. Uh, I've got a friend called Manfred, he's a German. Right, which is my favourite bit of the... <laughs> he just got that wrong, straight off the bat. Manfred. He's, and then my the, my favourite quote now, which I use all the time, uh, he goes, um, now, listen, Jason, I, I don't want to start on a row. <laughs> I don't want to start on a row. But you need to get the key to the producers. And so he, he left this message, and he was very nice, and then he sort of said, oh, I'm looking forward to working with you and all that. And then right at the end he goes, uh, he goes, so, uh, anyway, anyway, my love, I'll, I'll see you soon, I'll see you soon, but it is an emergency. <laughs> he was very serious about it. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So on, uh might have been Wednesday morning. Uh, my my kids were due back to go to their back to their mums, and uh, she rang me in the middle of the day. She said, "She said, look, can you have the kids for one more night? Um, I've got an infestation of flies." in the house uh, a pest control's been out a guy's been out and he's sprayed the room with poison so probably best not to have kids back I'm like yeah, okay yeah. absolutely fine they can stay at mine for another night uh, so when I dropped them off the next day right I said is it all sorts she's all sorted now it's all sorted she went um, well it sort of is and it isn't really so uh, she said come and have a look I went up to the room right the expert by the way had said um, that uh, he's killed the flies right and all you've got to do is uh, hoover them up and, right. and that will be uh, that, they were they were big flies they were them, <laughs> you know the big obnoxious crunchy ones yeah yeah the ones that look like birds yeah yeah oh they were horrible horrible um, she drank she drank pest control uh, the council just like 10 or 15 people who should be able to answer this question of how to get rid of these flies she was told Something's probably died in your loft or your chimney breast. Uh, so what you have to do is just wait for it to decompose, and then the flies will go away. No good sentence begins with the word "something's probably died." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. It's 2016, right? We've been to the moon, <laughs> and yet you've got to wait for something to decompose in your own house Oof. before the things will go away. <laughs> So I said, look, I'll pop over and have a check, even though I'm not handy at all. Right, right? okay. But I said, I'll pop over and have a look, because it's the kids' room and her room and all that. I said, I'll yeah. come and have a little look, right? So I thought, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I unscrewed the loft panel, and I've got, like, I, I put marigolds on, because I'm not, I'm not into getting my hands actually <laughs> dirty. And I've got my hand in the loft, like, I can't see. I'm up to my shoulders, like a farmer birthing a car. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to find, I'm like, please don't touch something squidgy. <laughs> Please don't touch something squidgy. And uh, I'm all the time, I'm like, <laughs> my stomach's flipping. Disgusting. I said, right, I'll have a look at the chimney. So I'm lay, I'm lay on the floor in the room, and I've got my arm up there, and I'm trying to get this, find what, whatever there is. And I've loosened it so much. 
that the the most amount of soot you've ever seen <laughs> just poured out of the chimney. It went everywhere. I'm covered in it. I look like a 1970s racist. <laughs> like, it's, it's everywhere. All over the bedroom carpet. Oh, it's, God. I know. And uh, <laughs> then, this is the weirdest thing that happened, right? An egg fell out of the chimney. An, an egg? An egg. And I don't mean like a little quail, like a proper... Like a chicken's egg, a white, a big egg, a big white what? egg. It just fell and it just it seeped a bit of gunk on the. What? I know, Nish. I know. And I was like, well, I, that must have been it. I don't know. I can't. I mean, there were so many thousands of flies, like a Hitchcock film. It was awful. What? An egg in the chimney breast. I know. That's baffling. It, baffled. Anyway, I had to leave it. I had to, I had to go to work. I just left a massive <laughs> mess. <laughs> Stuff to do, you know. So <laughs> I just left to do it. Um, but uh, t- I mean, a mess, mate. I mean, I've never. It was everywhere. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So uh, yeah, I found an egg. Uh, it fell out of uh, this the chimney. <laughs> It just sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like the beginning of a Dr. Zeus book. It does, yeah. Uh, anyway, it turned out it was, it was a duck. A d- duck had died uh, in, the, um, in the chimney at some point. Yeah. Weirdest thing you've ever found in your house. Dog collar. A dog collar. But not for a dog. Oh. That's weird. <laughs> and where was this? What was this? In my, my house that I still live in now. Wow. We sort of arrived and, uh, you know, everything's fine, everything's looking clean. And uh, just my flatmate opened the cupboard mm. and uh, he went, Is that a dog collar? And I went, I don't, It's not like a dog collar I've seen. And then we sort of both just the truth just dawned on each other and we were oh. like, Oh boy. That is and, weird. Uh, straight to the shops, bleached absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. <laughs> Claire Roscoe uh, has t- messaged in. She said, at Newhouse, there was a coffin in the loft. <laughs> a coffin. Empty, she checked. Uh, <laughs> I like this picture. We keep our Christmas tree in there now. Couldn't get it down. It's like the Adams family yeah. Christmas. <laughs> right, you go up and get the Christmas tree every Christmas, I remember that. There's a coffin up there. Uh, we found the cast of the previous owner's breasts in the bottom of the drawer that they left behind. <laughs> A cast. <gasps> what a charming gift. Yes. <laughs> leave that. I mean, I know a lot of people leave flowers or a bottle of wine, but why don't you... Why don't you just leave the, 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 the cast? full cast of your bosom. <laughs> yeah. Also, what I'm concerned about is how do you know that it was definitely the previous owner's... It suggests yeah. that they really sized them up on the way out. <laughs> That's definitely hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. next one is just weird. Oh. <laughs> Kimberly, when I moved into my house about six years ago, I found about ten catalogues in the loft. K's, next, Littlewoods, the usual. Fair enough. But none of the models had heads. Someone had spent forever cutting the heads out meticulously. Oh. Gave me the fear. That is wow. weird. There was a that serial killer in your house. At 100% you, lived in the ho- you live in the house of a serial killer. Oh. I would say if that's the weirdest thing you find in your house, you've done well. Yeah, that is really weird. <laughs> hey, we've got Amy on the line. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Lovely. Now, me and you, Amy, had a little chat, didn't we? Because we, you uh, posted on my uh, Facebook uh, page this week about the thing that's in your house that you found. Yeah, we did. Why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, a human-sized gun safe. 
a human-sized gun safe. I mean, she's made it sound scary by putting human size. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have to say, gun is the red flag word for and me there, gun Jason. is in there as well. I mean, weirdly, that sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A gun safe. Yeah. <laughs> Two things that don't really go together. Uh, so, so it's in your loft... It's in the last year. When did you move into this house? Uh, in 2009. Okay, so you've been there seven years, mm-hmm. and there's a human-sized gun safe locked, <laughs> locked, and you've never opened it? No. Wow. I mean, the curiosity would just... Yeah. And uh, have you attempted? Has anyone gone, gone at it with a crowbar, or...? Well, we we kind of had this little tete-a-tete with it, and we thought, oh, we're going to break into it. Um, and then we phoned the police, and the police were like, if you break into it and there's anything in there, mm. it becomes your responsibility. So we were like, well... Oh, no. Oh, what do we do? But, I mean, you say that, but, I mean, if if there's a gun in it, surely they'll come and get it. <laughs> They're not just going to go, oh, that's your responsibility, <laughs> I'm afraid. Like, if I know police... <laughs> I feel Which like I know I, you do. And I feel like I do. <laughs> surely to goodness. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined by Hayley Ellis. Morning. Morning. So, a lot of people texting in. Loads. What's in the gun cabinet? Tell what us. You've been, te- you've been teasing us for an hour. Joanne has, has threatened me. This better be good, Jason. <laughs> I've actually got out of bed <laughs> for this. Oh, Joanne. What's wrong with your radio? <laughs> yeah, out of bed. That's the beauty of radio, do you? Sit in bed, Joanne. Vicky Cox in Gloucester, she says, gun cabinet's empty, Jace. It probably had guns in it. Previous person moved out, took the guns, but I guess getting a human-sized safe out of the loft was too much of a task, so left it behind. Practical. Bet ya, she says, bet ya. And what's she betting, Vicky? Well, she's not, she's not specified. Specify a fee, Vicky. <laughs> I'll see whether we'll place it. <laughs> For why don't we find out what happened? I sent my brother, Colin, all the way to Loughborough from Manchester. Just to get him out of the house. I was like, go on. <laughs> It was, it was his wife's idea. New wife's idea. Um, so I said, go on, off you go. Find out, take a locksmith and find out what is in the gun cabinet in Loughborough. Hi, Jay. Uh, it's Colin here. You've sent me all the way to East Leak. I've driven 100 miles. And I'm joined with, with Amy and Caroline. And Caroline's nickname is Lucky, she told me before. But it's an, it's an ironic nickname because <laughs> she's not lucky at all, which is great. And I'm also joined by Jamie, the locksmith, Jamie North, who's also very excited. He's not stopped smiling since he got here. Shall we make our way upstairs, yeah. Jamie? This is a curiosity kill the cat situation. You, you come across it all the time, and most of the time there's nothing in them at all. Given that we're moving house, anything that we can sell anything. or a bundle of cash that would be nice a bundle of cash that's, yeah. that's how cash is made in bundles in bundles <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of hope myself Jay I, I, I'm hoping we find something just you know it's, it's, I don't mind driving 100 miles but it's it's, it's handy if there was something at the end of it. Probably a nine-gun cabinet. A nine-gun cabinet. Yeah, seven or nine. Just a one will be good for me, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting really excited up here, surely. <laughs> I'm not fully in the loft, though, because I'm scared at the same time. What are you using, Jamie? I'm just using some uh, piano wire at the minute that's been bent up to try but and manipulate the lock open. It's a good word, manipulate. quite like it. Uh, I do have a list of favourite words. <laughs> What are the other ones? Uh, crescendo's my favourite. Aubergine used to be my favourite, but then Crescendo. It's just fun to say. It's... Quite like misdemeanour. Misdemeanour. That's a very good word. This could be a whole new segment on the show, Jay. Just favourite words, get people to to Facebook now or, or tweet. Jamie, do you ever use brute force? Or... Never. 
Never, he's a gentle, he's a gentle locksmith, this man. <laughs> he's, he's caressing the lock. That technical term. Whenever you caress something, it's normally a positive outcome. <laughs> the power tools are coming out, everyone. Yeah, that's right, that's what we like to hear. Oh, oh there's a ho we've created a brand new hole. Start the drum roll, Jason, get the drum roll on. We're coming towards the end of this. We are open, the lock's done, it's been defeated by Jamie. And that's a cleaning rod. We've got a cleaning rod <laughs> from uh, Parker Hale Cleaning Rod. Sporting gun, a freebie. We've got a cartridge carrier, so no cartridges. That's a butt. Gun butt. Everything but a gun right now. <laughs> and that is. And we've got some sponges. Uh, yeah, ultimately we had a, a, a nice, lo lovely bag there, the sporting gun, and a cleaning rod. That's it, really. I've travelled 100 miles from Manchester, Jay, to uh, to find a bag and a cleaning rod. So cheers, buddy. There's never been a bigger anticlimax <laughs> since the last episode of Lost. <laughs> but if we wouldn't have done it, it'd have done our heads in. So now we know. And Vicky was almost right. Well, she was right, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I'm glad I never bet you a ton of Vicky. I'd be glad that you didn't lose any money there. Yeah. Crikey. But now we know. Yeah, but sponges. What was in the gun cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> some sponges and some other things that was essentially it's exactly what Vicky said yeah, somebody yeah. just couldn't be bothered moving that right. cabinet out Mrs Marple Vicky though but now we know now we know Jason, Jason. Absolute Radio Manford. where real music matters <laughs>